10 leading causes of death in humans and how to avoid them. Number 5, Despair. Just a quick recap, this comes from the Bleach anime during the, the Espada saga. And this aspect of death comes from Espada number 5, Noitra Gilga. Despair is just loss of hope. <clears throat> and you know, without hope, without believing in tomorrow, what's the point of it all? What's the point of working toward anything? What's the point of taking care of the essentials and things that matter? So whatever, right? It's pointless. It's all pointless. I've talked about having thanatophobia, uh, which is the fear of death. And, you know, relatively, it's like a, it's a, it's a, I feel like it's a phobia rooted in egoism and narcissism, right? It's because it's about me dying as a person and being terrified of the non-existence of life. <clears throat> in the past, I used to suffer from panic attacks from that. During that time, I also had depression, uh, been a long-standing nihilist, a nihilist, excuse me, and... This was I, my perspective was always rooted in negativity and, and pessimism, and through that, I lost hope. I lost hope for the potential. Like, you know, what's the point? Feel, feeling, feeling the innate oppression. Like I talk, I've talked about <clears throat> that we're all born into oppression. Excuse me, we're all born into oppression. It is our innate birthright. Right? You you wake up at some point as a as a teen. And you're like, holy shit, I have bills, I have responsibilities, I have to go through all this pain. What happened to all the fun times <laughs> as a kid, right? You wake up, and then the reality of what the situation is, it, you become aware of what the reality of the situation is. And that's the political aspect, that's the environmental aspect, the all the social causes and he, human rights that we all shouldn't innately be supporting, animal rights. This caring for this planet, our, our only home right now, and also caring for the social groups that we were a part of. But the experience kind of builds on, right? So you have like the innate, the innate oppression of just existing and the, the the weight of you know what the life experience is for a lot of people. Then you go throughout life and you add on all these little other forms of oppression, though the you can talk about race, talk about gender, um, sexuality, uh, income level, where you're, where, you're, where you're born, where you live. There's all these relative characteristics or lifestyle choices that cause people, cause people to judge us and make us feel less than, less than what we are. So it's natural. It's natural to feel the weight of everything and, any, and, and, and everything on you. And it feels hopeless in terms of you kind of breaking free. And you not having to deal with the, the the pain or the the trauma, um, the negativity, the and all the, I guess all the negative things that come with that, right? The lack of confidence, lack of lack of value, valuing yourself, the inability to make choices for, for yourself in your life. So innately, you lose hope, but it becomes the collective experience, and overall, it feels like a lot of people have kind of, have kind of lost hope, but. I talk about the collective responsibility and the collective responsibility starts with the individual responsibility. Being in that negative mindset for me was it's comforting because I was used to it. It took it, but it also, it also made me, I, I also had the inability to see my fault and take ownership of it. 
Because if, if the feeling is that it's everyone else and I don't have a responsibility, then there's no room for me to grow. Everyone needs to change in order for me to grow, which isn't right. I need to change for me to grow. But waking up and going through these life changes of being more conscious mentally, physically, and spiritually, I started seeing my fault and my responsibility in the situation. So I grew up never believing in hope. This is a boondocks quote um, from Huey where he goes, hope is irrational. And I I, I cherish that quote. (laughs) I had it on my Facebook page. Um, probably had like my my MySpace page. I've said it to people all the time. Hope is irrational because hope is in action. But I was only seeing it in a singular, low-level way. The other side of it is being aware that hope is irrational. Yeah, you can hope for things to change. You can hope for for your life to get better. But without doing the work yourself, hope becomes irrational. And when I started doing the work for myself, I started doing, uh, started making effort, creating more writing, which was like really my breakthrough, meditating, focusing more on my health and eating more consciously. I, I, those, the small daily tasks, the small daily rituals allowed me to see that I was responsible for myself, responsible for the things that I wanted, respons- responsible for the things that I wanted to change. And naturally... And also innately in me, going through that process and learning more about myself, I figure out what I want to offer to society. Right? There's there's a there's a realistic bartering system that we're all part of. We all we all have to exchange our time and our skills with people to survive in society. A lot of us are conditioned to do it for other people, which allow them to chase their dreams. The American dream is. The American dream isn't rooted in American dream is rooted in the wrong type of hope. American dream is I hope someone else will do it. <laughs> I hope someone else will do it. And people who capitalize off of hoping someone else would do it are the people who are the millionaires and billionaires, the artists, the creatives. Because they internalize whatever their skill and passion or their ability was, and they find a way to profit off of it. On a collective level, the 99% of us who aren't rich or wealthy, we're never, <laughs> we're also hoping someone else will do it. But re- never realizing that we're the collective who need to be doing it ourselves so that we can invoke the change and inspiration that we want. The Pulse Podcast is brought to you by the Black Excellence Shop. Shop our Black Excellence Calendar and Journal Bundle. 366 days of creativity, motivation, and spirituality, and shop our Black Excellence Daily app for Android and iOS, blackexcellencedaily.com. Hope is relative to your generation, to your time, to where you live, you know, everything. Hope is relative to your experience. I've been posting videos about the Haitian migrants and, you know, thinking about, every time there's a a catastrophe in Haiti, my parents were from Haiti, and I think about in another life or, you know, another universe, parallel universe, that could be me. I could be a, a, one of those uh, Haitian migrant children. Or, I mean, I'm, a, I'm an adult now. <laughs> I'm still thinking of myself as a kid. But, yeah, maybe. Maybe I'm there as a kid. Maybe in another, another existence, my ether existed in 
one of these Haitian migrant children who are trying to get who's trying to get across the border. But my mother, my mother found founded the idea of hope for me. She had hope for a better life outside of Haiti. She traveled, went to went to Europe, went to Paris, went to Italy, and she came to the U.S. and she had hope for a better life, hope for children, hope for children, hope for family, hope for a home, and through her hard work. Her hope, she she created the hope that she wanted. She took ownership of her, her life, ownership of her responsibilities, and the hope she wanted manifested. And that's the found that's the foundation. I mean, that's that's what the American dream is, right? On one aspect, the people who look at America and look at the potential, their dream is to come here, work hard, and get what they want. But the innate American dream, when you're born here, is someone else would do it because it's just ingrained into our culture. If I keep hoping for other people to do it, but other people keep, never do it and they keep letting me down, they keep failing me. Why would I have hope for tomorrow? I, again, our collective majority responsibility is to have hope in ourselves. Have hope in our efforts. Not based off what other people are doing, what other people think, but because we know, we know that we're, doing the, uh, we're, we're owning our own individual responsibility in this life experience. I can't do everything. I don't want to do everything. I'm a jack of all trades, a master of none. I'm a hobby whore. I just go through life. I just want to try different things. And whatever I enjoy, I rock out with it for as long as I do. Might be six months, might be two years. But I enjoyed it. I had a good experience and I moved on. So I hope that for me, doing what I need to do, I hope that you're doing what you need to do also. That's the utopian. That's the utopia we all kind of envision, right? Everyone's holding themselves accountable. But we're also socially, politically, economically holding people responsible for the things, for the choices that they make, which makes life fair because there is no perfect balance, a perfect world where everyone's going to do good. No. Art is meant to inspire. Right? I said that in the last in the last series. People create art to inspire you, hoping that you'll be inspired and hoping that you'll hear the lyrics and move and vibe with them and feel inspired to create for yourself, to live the life you want to live for yourself. But the culture and the system doesn't doesn't teach us that. Like I saw I saw um, a tweet where someone there was an article that money does buy happiness, right? You think about growing up for the past twenty years, money can't buy happiness. Money money doesn't buy happiness. Everyone tells you that money can't buy happiness. Now all of a sudden, when the majority of us are gonna be broke <laughs> within five years, out of place. Out of pocket, money can't buy happiness. All of a sudden, money can't buy happiness. But when we were telling you that, you ain't want to hear it. Uh, but you you create your hope. You create your hope. You find your hope. You make your hope. I was having a conversation with my fiance Erica, about me being a hobby whore, my habits. Now, when we first moved out here, I used to walk, walk around in the morning and say, you know, I'm, I'm going for a walk every morning. I did it for like a, uh, maybe a month. Then I just lost interest. And I was also the time when I was training for the marathon. So like I'd go for a little morning walk. That wasn't interesting. Then I'd go for the evening runs because that's what I was used to. Wasn't interested in that either. At some point, something has clicked and I went for a morning run. And traditionally, I've never been a, I've never had energy for morning runs. But when I did that first morning run, like three miles out the blue, which was good for me at that time. I just started doing more, more, more run, more morning runs, consistent. That's all I really do now. 
because it just works better for my body. And a realization, I had this realization, because well, I, I just came from a run. You know, I talk about starting the day for yourself. Just came from a run. And on the way back, I was thinking about the conversation I and I had when she brought that up about me being a hobby whore. And I just realized that the, the walks around the complex, around the block, were too low level for me. I wanted to do something active in the morning, but walking around the block was just, it wasn't worth it. Walking around a uh, state park, that's high energy. It's a hill. I feel invigorated. It's nature. I feel free. I can record if I want. That's more high energy for me. And I alternate that between with running. Some mornings I go for hour walk. Some some mornings I go for a half hour run. And you know, as the more I run, the more my mileage and time out outside will be. Because I realize that the evening run, evening runs are, are rooted in a hope, and I hope that I have energy. I hope I have energy for this run later today. I hope I have energy for this run, man. I got to do all this other stuff. I hope I have. I hope I have energy. But since I start the day with myself, I'm alive. Not we, not we're alive. I'm alive. Let me focus on what I want first. I have energy early in the morning before anyone else wants me to do anything. I wake up and I have energy for my. I need to have energy for. Oh, I have. I need to have energy for myself first. So I go for the run. I go for the walk. I take pictures. And that's my high for the day. I I created my high for the day. I started my day with my own natural high. By investing in something something that I love and care about. Now, everyone can get the, the leftovers. You get the leftovers. Right? Because if, if I'm too mentally tired from enjoying myself for the day, what am I going to do? Say, ah, right, yeah, I'll, I'll take care of it tomorrow. I, I tell other people to wait. I tell other people to wait. Because the reverse is waking up, you know, going straight to work. Hoping that I have energy to run at night. And then if I don't, saying, okay, I'll go tomorrow. I'll go tomorrow. Tomorrow's a light day. I'm going to go I'm gonna go to the gym tomorrow. I'm going to run tomorrow. But tomorrow never comes, right? You, you're hoping for the wrong things. You're hoping for the wrong things. Hope needs to be internalized. Hope needs to be internalized. And you have to manifest and create the situation that that adds on to the end result of what you're hoping for. Because, you know, I, I, I'm... I'm I call myself naive, but the, I'll, I'll just go back to the utopian views that we're all collectively doing what's, what's, what matters. We're all collectively doing what matters because we all have hope in our, our, ourselves. We have hope in the 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 art, the, the experience that we're manifesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have hope in the experience that we're manifesting, hoping that it'll positively influence other people and hoping that other people will positively influ- influence us. We're hoping other people are doing their parts too. And through that, that's where we keep the balance. But no one's keep no one's no one's doing their part. Systemically, no one's doing their part, and collectively, we're not doing our part. So being in despair around around this back end, being in despair, it makes sense. It makes sense. Your responsibility. It's to create the hope that you want, right? Like, you know, you hear the cliche sayings, create the change that you want. And it sounds like, yeah, it sounds hot. But and it, but it is, like, it's simple. Create the change that you want. Manifest, manifest. But you have to find the right way to vibrate. Like I said, I started with the walks. 
wasn't enough for me. It did. It didn't. It inspired me. It didn't do anything for me. The morning runs inspired me. The reading that inspires me. Find the little small things that you can start your day with. Let that in, and let that inspire you. And gradually, you have more hope. Right? If I, as someone who always working on books and apps and just trying to really be more consistent <laughs> with the writing, it's it's a joy to have a hope. I have this book concept that I want to create and starting with a page, starting with a sentence, starting with a chapter, and then seeing the whole thing manifest into a final product. That's hope. If I hope, if I, if I believe that I have the potential to do that, then I'll believe that other people have the potential to do what they want. So all that matters. But I have hope. You say I'm uh, pessimistic about today, but hopeful <clears throat> and optimistic about tomorrow. That's what we can do. Thanks for rocking out with me. Um, Till next time, peace.